Welcome to Unity of Tucson. If the usual way doesn't work anymore, there's no map for what life has in store. And the reason I think it really popped out for me is I think we're all experiencing this notion that the usual way just doesn't work anymore. And in this experience of isolation, in this experience that we're having, in this experience of virtual virtual life, I mean, we're having kind of a virtual life. And um, I admittedly, I will tell you, I really wasn't going to say this, but I came in with a little bit of sadness today when I was considering like how to do this. Because I'll tell you, frankly, I'm tired of this paradigm. <laughs> I am so looking forward to the day when we get to have people in the room again. I'm so, so, I won't say that I'm desperate for it, but I'm a little bit desperate for it. But what I think we'll find is that there's no map for what is in store as we move forward because the usual way doesn't work anymore. And that's what we're finding through this experience. The usual way doesn't work anymore. So we have an opportunity to really step into the new, to really step into the new in, 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 in such a way that has never been before. Hmm. And that is rooted in what today's topic was all about, our zone of genius. We, each and every one of us, have a zone of genius. And that genius is the thing that is propelling us forward. I talked a lot earlier about this notion of spiritual evolution and that we can engage our spiritual evolution to proliferate the change we look to experience in our lives. And I think that we have been on a path in this world of, 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 of deepening sorrow. And that that deepening sorrow has actually proliferated itself. It has turned itself into this experience of isolation. And that we are now at a point where we can take charge of how we choose to proceed forward. That is the zone of genius. Oh, and, and that excites me. As hard as this is to be in a room with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight other people and wishing that the room was filled with 200, the, the, the notion that we are going to step into something that we can't even imagine anymore is super exciting for me. How about for you? Are you excited about what is on the other side of this? Or are you expecting or looking to this idea that it's all going to go back to what it once was? I don't want it to go back to what it once was because here's the thing, what I have found is that what was was not working and that is why we are here now. And so we can take charge moving forward, and that is really what I want to do. Now, I, I talked about, well, no, I didn't talk about, I chose, as I keep saying, I chose all these talk titles, these notions, many months ago, and today was Zone of Genius, and it was related to that still, small voice, right? That still, small voice, which is the theme of the month. And uh, I, the greatest lesson I ever got in ministry was when my mentor in ministry said, never let the title of a talk get in the way of what needs to be said. And so, I think I've talked about Zone of Genius, and there's so much more that is bubbling up and wanting to come out right here and right now. And the notion of not letting the limited idea from the past get in the way of what wants to unfold, that actually is genius. So today, my message actually is a little bit more peripheral than what I initially intended. 
it is still rooted in the function of the still, small voice, because it is that still, small voice that said, something else wants to be known here, something else wants to be expressed here, something else, something else. But I have this question around that still, small voice, and it is, really, are we listening? Are we listening to that still, small voice? Now, I believe that all of us have been challenged in these current life circumstances. You know, I like to uh, hear, I, I get questions about how I'm able to keep such an upbeat demeanor and how I'm able to, you know, keep going. And, and in the, in, in, despite all the things that happen in the world, how do I allow, how do I allow that joyful nature to continue to shine through? And the truth is, that's a decision, number one. It's a decision to allow that to shine through. But it is not to say that I don't occasionally look around and go, oh, just like I did this morning when I was coming in, I thought, oh, I feel a little sad about, I mean, I'm not in an empty room. I don't want to discount the people that are here, but essentially, I'm in an empty room in, in many ways. I, I can be challenged by that because there is that still small voice the back that is saying, this experience of life, <laughs> I'm trying to think, is there any other way that I can put it? No, I'm just going to say it. This experience of life right now sucks. It just does. So I can be challenged in my life, but, but what, I, what, what I have committed my life to is as a minister, I have committed myself to the practice of allowing myself to publicly move through these experiences and be a beacon of light for ways that we can all move through the experiences. It's entirely up to each and every one of us. I speak to my peers on a regular basis. I, I have regular phone calls each week with many ministers in the field that uh, I've come to know and love, and you know, we do prayer together, and we have conversations together about what's happening. And, and the primary question recently has been, how are you all doing with all of this? How are we all doing with all of this? How are, how are our ministries uh, happening? How, how are our ministries unfolding in all of this? We ask it of each other, and I think we need to start asking it of you. How are you doing through all of this? How are you doing through all of this? Let yourself truly answer. I would like for you to really, I'm gonna ask you the question again, and I just want us to all to take a breath, allow ourselves to just relax right where we are, let go of any notion of what has preceded this moment or any notion of what might unfold and really hear this question and allow what needs to come up to come up. How are you doing with all of this? That answer doesn't need to be out loud. But allow yourself to reflect on the answer. Allow that answer to move through you. Now, I have debated utilizing this quote today. 
partially because I've waited a really long, a really long time to bring an Ernest Holmes quote in because Ernest Holmes is on the religious science side of the new thought philosophy and I am now studying to be a unity minister and there's gonna be overlap. But Ernest Holmes wrote this and I think this really resonates with me today. He wrote, if we could forget that philosophy is profound, that religion is spiritual and life serious, all of which may be true, but if we could forget all these things and approach reality as normally as we go about our daily affairs, we would be better off. If we could forget that ph philosophy is profound, that religion is spiritual, and that life is serious. You know what, life, oh, I just feel the weight lifted off of my shoulders when I understand that I can make that decision and allow myself to just be the most magnificent me I can be. That's how I maintain this joyful disposition. That is how I move from those moments of sorrow or sadness into that place of joyful disposition because I remember who I am. And it is not tied to a written philosophy. It is not tied to religion. It is not tied to anything outside the self. It is, a, it is, a, it is an idea in mind. And my life is just better off when I root myself in that notion. <sighs> now, we have established some boundaries. We have established some boundaries in our life. And those boundaries may or may not be serving us well. Boundaries like this entire experience is inconvenient. Boundaries like, ugh, I can allow myself to go into burnout. Boundaries of lack of control, loneliness, hopelessness, guilt, inadequacy, numbness. How many of us are feeling a numbness around this entire experience? You know, those boundaries can be very challenging. These things, these things, I tell you, these things, they may not seem like boundaries. They may not seem like boundaries, but they are. They are, for they are reflective of conscious limitation. They are reflective of, consci of conscious limitation. And it is through each and every one of us that any limitation dissipates. We have this magnificent tool, oh, such a magnificent tool, designed for times such as these. I actually got a little note that said, there needs to be a prayer for this time. I got a note that was passed along to me, and I agree. And what I would like you to know is that this tool of prayer, and that's the tool I'm talking about, this tool of prayer, which is designed for times such as these, we can either work it constructively, which is what we should be doing, or we can let the consciousness that is surrounding us to work at us adversely. We utilize our mind specifically and constructively when we engage in affirmative prayer. That is a zone of genius. That is saying, I actively choose to utilize my mind for the good of my life and the good of everyone around me. 
And so let us each step up today. This is my call to you, to step up today and actively engage the use of our minds to eradicate the current experiences of boundaries, those limited experiences, those feelings of numbness, to allow ourselves to eradicate those things and step into a prayerful disposition and know that we are the point at which joy and happiness and light and life and love is pouring forth. That is the active use of mind. And I don't care about spiritual philosophy. All I care about is that I know that I can use my mind to create. Because that's the whole philosophy. We use our mind to create. And you notice that I didn't say our minds because it is one universal mind that we all share. And so as we activate the universal mind in our own individualized fashion for ourselves, we actually activate it for all. We activate it infinitely. And so we can, each and every one of us, we can affect the entirety of creation through the use of our mind. We are a majority. Now, oftentimes when I approach the use of mind, one of the first questions I will ask myself is this. How am I feeling? How am I feeling? Now, as I said, I came in here today and I was feeling a little down, I was feeling a little sad. And it is that time when I allow that reflection to inform what it is that I choose to step into. So how are you feeling? How are you feeling? Allow yourself to just get a sensation of that core feeling that you have right in this moment. Asking that question free of judgment, what is prevalent for you in this moment? How are you feeling? Are you feeling fear? Are you feeling faith? Are you feeling love? How are you feeling? Now that is an overview question, and when it is answered, it provides a clue to that which is below. It provides a clue to that which is that still small voice. Now, in the practice of asking the question, when you ask the question, allow yourself to answer it, and allow yourself to listen to what you hear. Allow yourself to perhaps step away from this notion that you are the one answering and listen to it as though you were somebody outside the self-answering. This is just, a, this is just a, an exercise. Allow yourself to listen to what you hear when you ask yourself the question, how am I feeling? Listen to what you are hearing. Listen from all around you. And then allow yourself to listen from within. How are you feeling? And then take it one step even deeper and allow yourself to listen to what is behind that inner voice. What is it that you think about what you are thinking. That's that voice behind the inner voice. What is it that you think 
about what you are thinking, about what you are feeling. That is tapping into the belief space. What is your relationship to the thought? We have an opportunity to utilize this practice of going deep into understanding what is the voice behind the voice behind the voice in this experience as we live in the circumstances of the world. What is your relationship to the thought? One of the things that's come up for me is recognizing the immense capacity we all have for storytelling. There are a lot of stories being told right now. And, and the stories may or may not be true. But that capacity to be a storyteller, that is genius at work in each and every one of us. Genius has this capacity to make up stories in the absence of information. And I believe, I believe the stories that I make up can be a challenge. And I, like I said, I see this happening a lot. There are a lot of stories being proliferated out there because there's an absence of information in that void. We are looking to create something. And what happens, of course, those stories become true for us. Our world begins to reflect that consciousness. We essentially reprogram ourselves and the rest of the world follows suit in our experience. We are like computers. Yes, we are like computers. We live within the construct of our programming, but we have the capacity to reprogram ourselves. The program executes a calculation based on the program, and those calculations right now for many are fear and inconvenience and burnout, lack of control, etc., and so forth. All of those things that we feel are limiting our experience of life. This sounds like a really depressing message today, doesn't it? But it's not, because here's what I know, is that when I recognize that, when I recognize that that is the programming that I have, I get to choose to erase that programming and step into something new. We can easily forget that we have this tool. We can easily forget that we can address these ideas, and that tool is the use of our mind. Are you ready? Are you ready? Because I am. Are you ready to start a new ending to the story we are currently living? Boy, let me tell you, I am ready. The story that I am ready to change is any aspect of my life that is rooted currently in any of those bounded ideas, those boundaries in mind. I don't need to live them anymore. But I also know that a narrow view of what of, 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 uh, I, I, <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself. I also know that a narrow view of the absence of those boundaries is itself a boundary. <sighs> it can be frustrating. This is like, as I eliminate those boundaries and take on a new idea, I am now limiting myself to that boundary. What if I just say, get rid of all the boundaries? What if I say just get rid of all the boundaries? Oh, oh my goodness. <sighs> Maria Robinson said this, nobody can go back and start a new beginning, 
but anyone can start today and make a new ending. This means let us not shape our potential by looking at the past as precedent. It is time we unboxed ourselves. The boxes we've established beautifully served us well at one time, and I want to acknowledge that they served us well at one time, but are they still necessary? Our zone of genius works best when we align with the truth of unlimited nature. Now, I've not only put myself in those boxes, I've put God in a box. You know, we like to consider ourselves, that is, those of us who are in new thought, as open and accepting. And I know that we are. That is a consideration. We are much more so than I think many others in life. New thought, though, is a box. It's a pretty big box, but it's still a box. If we are truly, truly self-reflective, what are the ways in which we are boxed in limitation by the notion of new thought? What if I said, what if I offered this today as the message? Forget everything you have ever learned within the context of new thought, within these walls or whatever walls you have ever experienced in a new thought spiritual center or church. What if I said, let it all go? Let go of everything. Forget it all. Where would you be? Where would you start? What would you be left with if you forgot everything? I think you would be left with spiritual truth. Unfettered, open potential. For that's what spirit is. It is unfettered, open potential. And we are the ones who are giving shape to it. Where might we look for answers then? If we unboxed it all. We might look for answers from the one source. We call it God, we call it light, we call it love, we call it infinite universal mind, we call it by many names, all of those things which are limiting the idea of that which is ineffable and unlimited. There is an inner divine authority, it is ever present, it is ready to express fully, fully, based on all ideas it expresses. It is a genius who actually allows ourselves to utilize this. And there is a genius tool for the utilization of this. It is called affirmative prayer. A prayer rooted in feeling, not just words, not just words, a prayer rooted in feeling, a prayer with the expectation of our unlimited good and inspiration. That is a genius tool that we have at, our, at hand. We have that within our capacity to express and experience this thing called light, this thing called love, this thing called God, more and more and more. Emily Cady wrote, we talk to God, that is prayer. God talks to us, that is inspiration. There is not a separation. For as we talk to God, we are speaking as God. As we are listening and God talks to us, it is us talking to ourselves. We are consistently unfolding as the magnificent, inspirational, infinite energy that there is. There is no separation. 
We are one and the same energy, and so it is a harmony, it is a flow. That inspiration is the zone of genius. So I return back to that question, the question among my peers that I started with today, and I ask it again of you. How are you doing with all of this? The answer to the question, I actually know the answer to the question. The answer to the question is, you are doing with all of this exactly how you choose to do with it. For you are the creator of your life. That life is without limit. That life has no preconception, and you, you, you alone, in your own individualized capacity as an expression of this infinite power, you get to, get to decide how. And that is my message today. Namaste. Hi, this is Reverend Jonathan Zenz, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of my Sunday message. Your financial support will ensure that we can continue to offer this as an option for inspiration. You can make your tax-deductible contribution in any amount on our website, unitytucson.com. Once again, thank you for listening. You are magnificent. Namaste.